Welcome to today's episode of the Routing Table Podcast. My name is Rick and I'm here with my co-host Melchior. Hey Melchior. Hey Rick. Today we are joined by Kaliraj, Principal Engineer with Juniper. Hey Kaliraj. Hey Rick. Hey Melchior. Today the topic is BGP Classful Transport. Uh, that you've been working on for quite a while now. Um, before we dive into the topic of conversation, uh, Kaliraj, can you just shortly introduce yourself to the listeners, uh, what your background is and, and what you're doing right now? So uh, I'm Kaliraj and uh, I am working with Juniper Networks right now. And most of my career, I've been involved with routing protocols, mostly BGP, but uh, some other IGPs, BOT, etc. as well. And uh, right now, what we are working on is uh, this technology called BGP Class 4 Transport Planes, uh, which we will talk about uh, in this uh, podcast. It is, uh, in short, it is just uh, how to map service over uh, transport tunnels. Yeah, it's, it's a very cool thing. And we, we were uh, look, reading up the uh, draft that got published quite recently when we were recording this. Just looking at how the draft is scoped, so can you shortly describe what BGP Classful Transport is? So our listeners are probably aware of uh, uh, how BGP works with the different address families and stuff, and this is just like uh, a, a new address family to BGP, right? Right. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about the problem that we are trying to solve. So in the meta level, uh, a network has like multiple layers. Networks are like onions; they have layers. So and BGP plays at uh, more than one layers in this. So we have the service layer and the transport layer. So the service layer is like the service routes, uh, the service that the network is offering to its customers. Uh, we call it like INET Unicast for internet, uh, INET VPN for L3 VPN, INET 6 VPN, L2 VPN, EVPN. Those are the service service plane. And then we have the transport layer, which has tunnels between the routers, like the ingress router and the egress router, or ingress router and the border node. So these are the tunnels. So these tunnels, they can be formed by various protocols and they can use various encapsulation mechanisms. And broadly, they can be classified into multiple classes, you can say, gold, silver, bronze, best effort. So um, the requirement here is the service routes, they want to uh, map traffic to a transport tunnel of a certain class. So that is the basic requirement. And how do we do it in a way uh, in a simple way where we can signal on the service routes what tunnel they want to, what kind of tunnel they want to map traffic over. And uh, it works irrespective of what kind of tunnel it is. Let it be RSVP, SR, IP, GRE, or other type of tunnels also. Um, so if the service route says, I want a best of our tunnel to this protocol next stop, he gets it. And if he says, I want a gold tunnel to this uh, transport, uh, to this uh, transport endpoint, so he gets that. And so this mechanism, it works in a way, in the same way for different service families and different transport tunnels. And the same way in an intra-air scenario uh, and an inter-air scenario. So this is like um, how to achieve this using uh, service mapping architecture and extend it to an inter-domain uh, scenario as well using a new BGP family. So that's what this uh, full solution is all about. Right, so it, it, it means that by default, the transport 
plane, let's say in the network, uh, makes tunnels to between different destinations. Uh, for example, in an MPLS LDP network, uh, all the loopbacks are advertised and I can reach pretty much all the, the PE routers in the network. And then this adds like another layer on top of it where I can pick and choose which type of tunnel or route through the network I can choose for to give the traffic a certain uh, SLA or certain behavior, right? Right, right. And actually, if you think about it, all those tunnels, they exist today in your network. So you have the best of our tunnels, um, which is like either LDB or a RCP tunnel, and you have the gold class tunnels or the silver class tunnels, which are like other RCP tunnels or SRTE tunnels to the same endpoint. And the LO0 is the same, but you have multiple tunnels to that endpoint. So, but when the service route comes, it comes with just a protocol next stop of that LO0. And if we want to say the same LO0, but I want uh, to get take the gold tunnel, and if the gold tunnel is not available, fall back to the best of our tunnel. So those kind of signaling. So it's all, it's all like the uh, tunnels exist today, but it's just not in the way, uh, the signaling is not, conveyed in the same, in, in a form that is like usable. And the tunnels are not segregated into multiple classes today so that they can be consumed in that fashion. So basically today when we receive a BGP route, so all these BGP service routes, because they're using NPBGP, they form a common design pattern. So they just come with the protocol next stop and we resolve the tunnel to it. And mm -hmm. today, all, we don't classify which tunnels are which. Uh, we do it at a later point in the, in the path selection or resolution process. So here what we are doing is the route itself comes with a request, which is an extension of just resolve this protocol next stop. It is saying resolve a gold tunnel to this protocol next stop. And if gold tunnel is not available, then give me a best effort for tunnel or give me a bronze tunnel. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the transport tunnels in the network are already classified into different transport classes. And because of which the process uh, uh, router uh, performs to resolve the path find the path to the next stop. That's called the next stop resolution process. So that looks up the tunnels in only the gold bucket to find out the tunnels in the gold bucket. And if that's not there, then it looks in the best of bucket. So it's just classification of the tunnels in different buckets and uh, connecting the service routes to those buckets. That's all it is. So how does it uh, work? As Rick mentioned, it relies on PGP, obviously. What is it? Is it a new Cephi or uh, do you add communities yes. or? So there is a distinction to make that. Uh, it is not relying on BGP completely on the transport plane. At the service plane, of course, you have different BGP service routes, uh, which are coming with the BGP protocol next stop. And uh, we have an entity called a mapping community, which can be any community. And uh, there is a local understanding on the receiving BGP speaker. Uh, to say this community maps to uh, this set of uh, resolution scheme. This resolution scheme and the resolution scheme is nothing but a set of buckets like gold bucket and the best effort bucket. So that BGP route uh, is a service route and uh, these buckets, gold or best effort, they can contain tunnels of any type, not just BGP. So when it is intra-AS, that tunnel endpoint is going to be reachable via either LDP or RCP, SRP, Flex Elbow or IPGRE, anything else. And only when that tunnel endpoint is interdomain, it's not in my own domain, then it will be reachable using this new family, which is called BGPCT. So the main thing to understand here is this whole technology can be used even without using the BGPCT family. Uh, BGPCT family is required only to uh, enjoy the same benefit you get in one domain, 
in an interdomain deployment so that you can you get the consistent SLA even if you have a multi-domain network. So you really triggered me when you mentioned interdomain. Do we really see that happening now? Because I know many networks are filtering quite heavy on announcements you would send to me, for example, because there is always a matter of trust. Right. So how, how do you see that in practice happening? Yeah, so when we talk about inter-domain, I think we need to um, go back to the basics of uh, the L3VPN inter-domain options and see which one we are talking about, right? So like we have option A, option B, option C, and there are different type of uh, trust relationships that each one of these guarantee. And uh, we want to make sure that whatever solution that we make, it works for each one of these. So if you think about it in the option A and option B, your transport endpoint at the service endpoint protocol next stop that is coming in the service route that is in your own domain right so the reachability to that is going to be using uh, rcp srt some intra-domain tunneling protocol and as long as that intra-domain tunneling protocol supports classif- being classified into a certain bucket called a transport class we can do the service mapping and uh, when we look at option c so option c is usually used when the same administrator is controlling multiple domains and they are okay with having their LO0 uh, reachable across the domains. And and uh, there we use BGPCT to convey the transport class information of, for example, an intra-domain tunnel, RSVP or SRTE. Uh, when it is advertised out or redistributed to another domain, we carry the information, that is the transport class information along with it. So we do that. I'll talk about the specifics of how we do it in some time. But uh, the requirement here is we need to be able to advertise. Let's say if you have multiple tunnels to the same destination, one RSVP tunnel, another SRTE tunnel, or multiple RSVP tunnels, and we want to advertise all of them to our uh, adjacent domain. And we want to advertise what transport class they belong to, whether they are a gold tunnel or a silver tunnel. So that at an ingress node at the remote uh, uh, domain, if there is a service route being received with a protocol next stop and it is asking the same question, can you resolve me a tunnel to uh, a gold tunnel to this uh, 1111? And that 1111 is uh, not in the same domain. So there, uh, a BGPCT route with the gold uh, uh, transport class will resolve that tunnel. And on the inter AS boundaries, it will just do label swapping so that the gold tunnels, the gold intra-domain tunnels in each of these domain are connected to each other uh, using the BGPCT, um, let's say MPLS.0 transit route. So by doing this, what happens is uh, end-to-end, we are able to achieve a gold LSP or gold connectivity. And why that is important all of a sudden now or why that is gaining more traction is because of 5G. So 5G has um, uh, requirements about uh, guaranteeing end-to-end SLAs and SLOs. And this is a way how um, you can not only provision service mapping in one domain, but you can get the same benefit when you go inter-domain. And uh, irrespective of which inter-AS option you are using, option A, option B, option C, uh, the same thing, the same mechanism works in a very uh, seamless manner with all the different service families, uh, irrespective of which transport protocol you are using. 
That's actually very cool. So the thing that is actually advertised is, so if we're, if we're talking about two domains here, what, what we're advertising between the domains is the availability of certain uh, like tunnels and the class that they belong to, right? Is that the information that's shared? That's correct, yes. So first of all, the home domain, call it the home domain, has a gold tunnel RSVP. Uh, bronze tunnel SRTE or best effort tunnel LDP, right? So we want to advertise all these uh, tunnels to the same endpoint, 1111, uh, to an adjacent domain. So the best effort tunnels are advertised in BGPLU. Uh, that's a labeled unicast uh, transport family, uh, transport level BGP family that we all love and use today. And the BGP CT is the new transport layer BGP family, which advertises the the transport class tunnels, the gold tunnels and the silver tunnels. That's right. And I can go into more detail about how exactly that is done. So it's really interesting. Uh, This is the information that we want to carry, that we want to carry um, tunnels to the same endpoint, multiple tunnels to the same endpoint with a different uh, transport class to a different uh, domain. And if you think about it, we already have a technology that's capable of doing it. And it's called uh, L3VPN. So the only thing is L3VPN plays at the service layer. Now we wanted to use the same uh, proven design pattern uh, at the transport layer. So when you have multiple tunnels to the same endpoint and we want to advertise all of them, what do we do? We use, we need a distinguisher in the BGP and LRI. And we already have a distinguisher in the L3VPN family. It's called the route distinguisher. So we use the route distinguisher so that we are able to advertise multiple tunnels to the same endpoint. And uh, we need to carry the transport class uh, attribute to the other domain. So the transport class is also um, uh, signaled or being able to be signaled using a route target. So route targets in L3VPN, they, they uh, form Venn diagrams of what is the relationship, uh, which CEs are in the same domain. So here it is like, which tunnels are of gold class, they will be carrying a transport target. It's a new route target uh, format, which just carries the color. That color identifies the transport class. So if uh, RSVP tunnel, a gold tunnel exists, we advertise RSVP gold tunnel with a gold transport target. If a SRT uh, bronze tunnel exists, SRT tunnel is advertised with a bronze transport target. And that transport target, uh, it allows leaking these tunnels into the gold bucket on the receiving end so that the service route can resolve over the next stops over the gold bucket. So we're just reusing the same uh, golden design pattern, which has been deployed and used in the interdomain networks at the service layer, but we are uh, repurposing it at the transport layer. And uh, initially we just wanted to use L3VPN as is, but because we want to differentiate um, entities that are carried in the service layer versus the transport layer and without any namespace collision, so we just have allocated a new uh, SAFI, that is SAFI 76, that's BGP CT, and a new route target so that there is no clash with existing um, service plane route target deployments. So this BGP CT family is just the L3VPN family with a new SAFI and a new route target type. So that's what, that is how it is like carrying the information uh, 
that is in the gold bucket in one domain and publishing it in the gold bucket in another domain. This is very cool. You've mentioned uh, uh, about 5G where this is useful. Uh, can you explain more about that use case? Yeah, so the, in 5G, um, like let's take an example of an inter-AS uh, option C network uh, where you have an ingress node uh, which is having which is receiving, receiving service routes, um, different service routes with the same protocol next stop, but they want different. Uh, they want to take tunnels which give them different treatments. Uh, some of them may want to go over tunnels which are like uh, low latency, or some others may want to just say, okay, this is not that important. This traffic can go over best effort, and some others may want to give um, go over a tunnel of a different treatment. So, and this treatment needs to be preserved across the boundaries. So, how do we provision this in an interdomain network, and how do we do the signaling easily, and how do we monitor it? Right. So, it's like end to end. And uh, we, we break it down into like, again, multiple layers, multiple segments. So first thing is in each domain, um, the operator takes care that you have tunnels of those different transport classes that you need. You deploy the RCP tunnels, RT tunnels, or different type of transport class tunnels that you want. Even in RCP, you can have multiple types of RCP tunnels. And you classify them as gold, bronze, silver. And then you enable BGPCT family so that you can Percolated to the other domains, and by doing this, um, either you can instantiate these uh, transport classes on your border nodes using an orchestrator uh, dynamically, because these these are like creating building blocks for the orchestrator or the network administrator to play with. So all this can be done manually uh, with a lot of uh, provisioning today. But here, what we are doing is using the BGP signaling. Uh, the new family to be able to distribute this uh, uh, service mapping information to add the transport layer so that the service routes can resolve over them like they want. So when you have um, a route that wants to go to a um, network function which needs um, to take a specific type of transport tunnel, you just attach the route with a mapping community which has the color that you desire. So it's as easy as that. And the same node is able to, same ingress node is able to send traffic to the same egress node using different tunnels. And the whole flexibility is provided by the BGP service layer signaling and the transport layer next up solution. Where are you, uh, or where is the draft, I should say, uh, from, uh, uh, if you look at the status in ITF, right? For those who are not that familiar with ITF process, it's currently a draft, so you are working on it. It's accepted, I guess, by the working group. Um, what is the status? Where where are you? And, and when can we expect this is actually uh, usable and to be found in, in routing products? Yeah, so uh, the draft is uh, still being discussed in the IDR working group, and uh, I hope that it will soon be a working group document, document and it will be uh, soon become an RFC. <laughs> and the thing is here, uh, because there's not much, uh, there's not much changes. As I said, it's like L3VPN family, it's playing at a mm -hmm. new layer. So the only things that we need is the INA namespace assignments for the new SAFI and the new route target, which also we already have it. So in a sense, if anybody wants to implement uh, BGPCT, they just need to, and if implementations that they have L3VPN 
implementation already. So it is like repurposing the Ethiopian family, uh, a clone of it, uh, and using it at a transport layer. That's how easy it is to implement it. So today the draft is still undergoing discussions uh, on the ETF, and uh, hopefully soon it will come to uh, acceptance in the working group. And uh, implementation-wise, we already have a working implementation. Uh, in Junos. So if you want to just try it out as a customer or as a, another vendor who want to try it out how it works, you can just take any release which is uh, Junos release 21.1 and kick the tires. So uh, on Juniper you said there is already, already an active uh, implementation or uh, is this also already being picked up by other vendors that you know of? Uh, we are. We don't have confirmation of whether it is being picked up by other vendors or not. I think most other vendors are waiting for what happens in ITF. So it's like a bit, little bit of chicken and egg. <laughs> so we see a lot of interest with uh, all the customers and the vendors uh, to see, okay, it's a nice technology. It solves a lot of problems in a very sane way because it reuses existing design patterns. Uh, but they also want to see the ATF draft going to uh, fruition. So it's like a chicken and egg. <laughs> so one thing that I want to note here is, uh, uh, so in our, uh, in, the, in this uh, networking world, or even that technically, generally in the world, we have a lot of complexity. And the complexity keeps growing. And the way we keep the complexity at bay is by keep looking out for patterns of problems that appear. And uh, when we find those patterns, we form design patterns of solutions that solve those problems. So if a design pattern solves multiple problems, then that reduces complexity. And here we have an existing golden design pattern, which solves this new problem that we have, which can help in 5G. And we know there's a lot of investment going on in 5G and it needs a lot of effort, a lot of money. And if we use the existing proven technologies like this to deploy technologies like 5G, I think we'll have immense cost savings at even engineering level, even financially and everything. So that is why I'm hoping that it will pick up and uh, many customers uh, who are having trial runs in uh, the lab, they will deploy it. And of course, people are ready to deploy it in the intra-domain case because there is no intra-op consideration and the ETF uh, draft doesn't uh, play a role there. But when they want to uh, get the same benefit in an inter-domain scenario, that is where the ETF draft acceptance and other vendors implementing it really helps uh, along, it goes a long way. So, but uh, I'm hoping that uh, it, will usually, it will take the usual uh, cycle and uh, slowly gain acceptance. Right. You mentioned, and or we mentioned during the conversation, uh, 5G a couple of times. Uh, if I look at the, the co-authors on the draft, there's co-authors from Verizon and Cox, but there's also co-authors from Alibaba and Google. And mm -hmm. um, what, what would be the, uh, uh, and I can understand 5G, uh, service provider, Verizon, Cox, etc. What is the use case for a more typical cloud provider like Alibaba or Google who are on the draft as well? Right. So that is why when we started discussing about the problem, we talked about very basic things like mapping service onto tunnels of a certain class. So when we talk about 5G, it's mainly the interdomain case that is interesting. But when you talk about the service mapping problem itself, that is like not uh, specific to any specific uh, technology or vendor or, or, or uh, uh, 
provider. So every network has this requirement of putting service routes over a transport tunnel of a certain class. And today we have been doing it in different uh, cumbersome ways. And uh, it works for uh, different transport tunnels in a different way. So this is just even for uh, um, providers like uh, Google and uh, Alibaba and other uh, content providers, they have transport tunnels of different classes. And uh, you have RSVP, which is widely deployed. You have SRTE, which is like coming up. And SRTE tries to give some more flexibility. But uh, if you are not able to seamlessly move around uh, across RSVP and SRTE, the deployment becomes cumbersome, migration becomes cumbersome. So this is, and, and if you are not able to fall back from a color tunnel to a best effort tunnel, uh, then also deployment becomes cumbersome. And that problem is there for every provider uh, that we know. I think it's not specific to 5G or cloud or any other ISP. So across the board, when you have intradomain tunnels, you have these different classes and you want to do service mapping across them, agnostic of which transport protocol tunnel it is. So that is why I think uh, more um, customers are getting interested in it. What other use cases we can think of or other implementations? Do, do you want to cover a bit more about the implementation in Junos maybe, or would that be like- Yeah, yeah. So, so one thing I wanted to point out was implementation wise, uh, specific to what I've done. So as we see, saw that uh, we reused the design pattern that's already proven. So the work in protocol is not much because we know things already work with the 3VPN and how it works in the intradomain case, intradomain case. Um, while testing it out, maybe we find out a little more about what doesn't work and fix it. And when we fix it, that doesn't fix it only for the city family, but it fixes fixes it for the L3VPN family it's also and BGP in general. Because here, one thing is about how we split the domains. The domain boundaries, either that they can be between two different ASs or it can be between two different regions in the same AS. So where it is just a border node and it is a route reflector doing next stop self. So when you do uh, redundant ABRs in the same domain, uh, there is a possibility of a loop forming between the ABRs. Basically, the ABRs can potentially choose each other as the best path and not the uh, peering ASBR. I think it will be easier to explain it using a topology. But this is like it, it, it was a, a thing that I encountered while testing this. And it looks like a common problem with uh, with any deployment with using, which uses uh, multiple ABRs uh, with route reflector and desktop self um, kind of deployment. And they will need to take specific care that the ABRs don't choose each other as the best route and choose the ASBRs which are advertising the route. So CT was able to solve the problem in a nicer way where you don't need to play with the IGP costs or anything like that. And you just make sure that uh, you don't resolve over a color tunnel to the other ABR. So we just, you don't have, you don't provision a color tunnel between the ABRs so that when you're trying to find out what is the uh, uh, gold tunnel, next hop for the gold tunnel to go towards 1111, I go to my ASBR 
and not go to a pure AVR because I don't have a gold tunnel between the AVRs. So there's like this, this is like an easy way of uh, how to solve that problem, which is existing in today's network. So what I was trying to tell was we are finding out uh, on making headway and finding out problems that were already there in existing BGP deployments and solving them. And that's happening because we are reusing most of the protocol machinery that we have and finding out further what issues are. And another thing is, um, we have done a lot of automatic uh, provisioning and auto creation of the transport classes, routing instances, which so that the operator's configuration burden is reduced. So for when you want to provision a transport class on an ingress node, you just configure a transport class and give it a color. And that will auto create the route targets, route distinguishers, everything that's required with it. So it's possible to do these extra things because we are using the protocol machinery that's already proven. We don't spend a lot of time. So that also, I think it is a lot of savings in terms of uh, what we do in engineering and how uh, fast the product can hit deployment. And the customers get even more benefited with the ad advancements happening in this uh, city. And also that may, that may be later taken on into L3 VPN service family also. Yeah. To focus on, on automa automating this, is this something you're aware of that Juniper is also taking into Paragon, for example? Because with Paragon, you can, with the former Nordstar, you can provision obviously the LSPs. Uh, yes. So there are multiple aspects to it. So I think we, need to, we should talk about how the transport protocols. So basically transport protocols need to be aware of this concept called transport class, right? They need to associate themselves with, uh, uh, you say, let's say color. So um, the SR protocols, they are inherently aware of the color because they either get the color in the SRT and LRI or the FlexAlgo has the color of its own. So they already know what color they belong to. But for the transport protocols, which don't have color in the protocol today, like RCP, we have configuration where you can associate uh, under a trans uh, RCP LSP, you can say you belong to gold color. and. After that, once a transport protocol is aware of its color, then it installs its uh, ingress routes in a particular transport rib, which is associated with that particular color, which is what we call the gold bucket. And after that, any service route resolving over that gold bucket uh, doesn't care whether it is a RFP route or a SRT route. It, it, it typically works in the same way. So that is how the decoupling happens between the service layer and the transport layer. And when talking about tunnels which are signaled, uh, automatically signaled using controllers, so their PSAP already has extensions for signaling SRT colors. And we are also having uh, a joint draft with Verizon and Juniper to extend PSAP with RSVP. Uh, to, to carry color for RSVP. So that will bring RSVP uh, in on par with the SRT colored PSAP. So that using PSAP SRT, uh, sorry, PSAP RSVP colored extensions, you'll be able to signal the color for RSVP LSPs which are signaled using PSAP. So that way we'll be able to integrate it with the Paragon project. And uh, this whole thing is, um, uh, this whole technology is a key enabler for the 5G solutions in Juniper uh, because uh, when you have that, uh, what do you call, what they call it, the northbound interface or the ABI, the interface coming from the controller that wants to say, okay, create, um, uh, create a transport 
plane with uh, SLA gold. Mm. So that will translate into create a transport class with the gold color. So the building blocks are there, but I think the work is uh, required to integrate it with the, the controller pieces. So yes, I think it will play a role there. Kaliwaj, is there any need for help? Do you still need reviewers on the draft or input, or do you need folks to play around with the code? Um, what can the listener do to, to help you progress the draft? Yeah, of course. So, uh, that, uh, so like I said, the implementation is there and we are waiting for uh, feedback. And so we have imagined and put a lot of time uh, thinking about the problems that are there and how best it can be solved for the uh, operators and also how easily it can be implemented by other vendors. So first of all, because the image is already there out, so I would welcome people uh, taking it as drive and seeing whether it solves the real problems that we thought they are problems for them and give us feedback on how it can be improved. And also other co-vendors, uh, if they have any questions of uh, on how exactly to go about in implementing it, if they want uh, to give it a try, then I will be uh, willing to um, have discussions with them and understanding any questions or uh, problems that they're having. And uh, with the draft also, yeah. So uh, if, if there are uh, people who review the draft, of course, we are getting a lot of uh, comments uh, on the ETF uh, mailing lists uh, and uh, privately. So if you have any review comments or if you want to get on board to the, on board to the draft, that is also most welcome. So collaboration in any form. Excellent. We'll uh, put a link to the draft in the, in the notes. Kaliwash, thank you very much for your time and, and for clearly explaining what the draft is about. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks also uh, to our listeners. If you have any questions, comments, please do reach out. Find us on the website, routingtable.cloud. We'll see you next time.